Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for all that you do for us. I pray, oh God, that you would just uh, begin to work in our hearts and our lives. And as we uh, just hear from your word, I pray that it would speak and inspire these, your people. Uh, It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, thank you again so much. I know I said it earlier, but thank you for tuning in to Renew Church Online. Thank you for being a part of this. Whether you're watching live and in, uh, uh, you know, at, at our, our uh, normal uh, online time or you're archiving this message, maybe you're watching it at a later date, I pray that this is an encouragement and a blessing to you. And I thank you for sharing it with some people maybe here in the Miami area or anywhere in the world where they can uh, just get a message that might be able to speak to them, encourage them, and inspire them. So uh, I wanted to wrap up this sermon series called Check Your Circle, and, and uh, I, I'm teaching a message called Transformational Freedom as the conclusion to this series uh, on small groups. Last week, we talked a little bit about this story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were the guys that went into the fire, these, these young teenage uh, Israelite boys that got put in the fire. Um, they were exiles from Israel, exiled to Babylon. And the king of Babylon said, I wanted these, he wants these young influencers to take on the Babylonian culture, to put on that culture so that they could then influence the other Israelites. But they wouldn't do it. They, they, were, they were not willing to do it. You see, um, they were together, they were devoted and they were not alone. The king thought when they went into the fire that they, they were, but they knew they weren't. They knew they weren't alone even when they weren't in the fire. But it was the fire that revealed God to the king and to everybody else watching. And sometimes that's what happens with us. That fire in our life is revealing God to those around us. I hope and I pray that whatever you're going through, the fire in your life is revealing God. That's, it's, it's revealing something. It's a refining fire and it's revealing something about you. I hope and I pray that it's revealing God to people in your life. Um, we've got to stay together. We've got to be devoted and we've got to be reminded that we're not alone. That's what this whole Check Your Circle series is about, being a part of healthy circles, being a part of healthy groups of people that are going to encourage you, that are going to walk with you, because there's all kinds of other circles in your life. They may be your work circles or your, your, uh, your um, you know, sports circles or whatever that group of people is that you kind of hang out with on the weekend. But not all of those groups, not all of those circles are healthy circles. And we want you to make sure that you're prioritizing some healthy groups in your life that are going to help you, that are going to encourage you, that are going to walk with you. So we want you to check your circle. You know, Renew Mission, our mission is is to help people to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose, and make a difference. We talk about that all the time at Renew Church, that we want to help people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. I mean, that's, that's what I want to uh, take you to today is that second part in this mission, which is to find freedom. Because small groups in these circles that we've been talking about, they are how, that's the, the primary way that we help people to find freedom. I've said this many times before, but you can know God and not know freedom. You can be saved and not set free. Honestly, you can come into a relationship with Jesus, you can, you, can, you can accept him as your personal savior, but not be set free from your yesterdays, not be able to find forgiveness from your past or, or whatever that hurt, habit, or hang up that you're in. And so we challenge you to find a group of people that can help you to find freedom, 
uh, from those things, from your past, from your yesterdays, or maybe it's a sin that you're dealing with today, so that you can even then, after you find freedom, you can discover your purpose and you can begin to make a difference. Here's a key thought that I kind of want you to remember. If you don't remember anything else, this is kind of the main point of the message. Small groups are not for people with free time. They are for people that want freedom. Small groups are not for people with free time, and it's like, oh, I have nothing else to do. I might as well go to a small group, because mostly everybody, especially if you live in Miami, really anywhere you live in, in 2021, we're all busy. Everybody's busy. It's not for people with free time that can make a day for it. It's for people that want freedom. And so I'm wanting to talk to you about this message called transformational freedom because I want that for you. I want you to check your circles so that you experience that. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, for freedom Christ has set you free. We want you to know that freedom. We want you to experience that. So, so last week we talked about these exiles, these, these, these Israelites that, that were exiled, that were taken away from their home. They were transported to Babylon. Uh, they had been conquered and now they were, they were you know, away from their home and just longing for their homeland. The, the definition of exile is to be forced away from your home and unable to return. You see, at the same time that this happened, at the same time that, that what we talked about last week was happening, there was a, a, a prophet by the name of Isaiah that was writing the very book, the, the prophecy of Isaiah, uh, to the Israelite people. And he wrote in his prophecy this particular passage, Isaiah chapter 61, that I want to share with you today. This is our primary text that I want to read to you today. Isaiah 61, starting at verse 1, and this is what it says. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. I want to focus in today in this message called Transformational Freedom, I want to focus in on these four short, short verses. And I want to just kind of talk to you a little bit about them and then kind of wrap up with the New Testament parallel to this. You see, uh, Isaiah, when he writes this prophecy, he's speaking of the Messiah to come. And he says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me and he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. I mean, this anointing is even more important than appointing. This is like God's hand on the anointed one saying, you are going to be the one to proclaim the good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to give freedom for captives and light in the darkness, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He's saying that this, this Messiah to come was going to be the one that was going to do this for the exiled people, for those people that had been taken away from their homeland. If you go to the New Testament, 
There's a parallel to this in Luke chapter 4, where, where uh, Jesus has just been tempted in the wilderness. He's gone through this uh, 40 days of fasting and really like trying to, to uh, you know, prepare for his ministry, right? And as he does this, um, as he kind of concludes that time in his ministry, he goes into a synagogue there in Nazareth. And uh, that's back in their homeland in, in Israel. And he says this in, in uh, Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight, sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. It says, then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down, and the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying this, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So what just happened right there? Jesus, the Messiah, he shows up in a synagogue, and he takes the ancient scroll, unwinds it, and he says, what was prophesied back in Isaiah about the exiled people is coming to pass here and now. And it's coming to pass through me, the anointed one, Jesus. Jesus, the, the Messiah, is bringing good news to the poor, the broken, the blind, the captive, the prisoner. And he's reading this to them and he's saying, I'm going to, in doing this, I'm going to bestow on them a crown of beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for a spirit of despair. In other words, he's saying, I'm trading those things that you've been dealing with. I'm, I'm trading the, the, uh, the ashes for a crown. I'm trading mourning for, for joy. I'm trading, dis, trading despair for praise. And then it says in Isaiah 61, going back to that text, then it says that these people, they... And that's speaking of the exiled people, will be called oaks of righteousness. And I think because Jesus is, is uh, fulfilling this prophecy, even when they're already back in their homeland, even when they're back in Israel, I think that Isaiah, as he prophesies this, he's not just talking about the Babylonian exiles, he's talking about those that were exiled away from a spiritual exile. And he's saying then when they receive that, when they receive oil for um, beauty for ashes, oil for mourning, garment of praise for despair, then they will be called oaks of righteousness. I love that thought. I love that word picture, an oak of righteousness. If you can imagine with me an oak tree, how powerful, how longstanding, how old, and, 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 and just uh, the, the symbol of strength that an oak of righteousness would be. It says, then they will be, these exiles will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. In other words, when they get this crown of beauty, when they get this oil, when they get all of this stuff, they are all of a sudden going to be a display of his splendor. And it says, then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. Who's it talking about? It says they will rebuild the ancient ruins. It's not saying, oh, Jesus the Messiah is going to do that. It's saying they will rebuild the ancient ruins. In other words, the exiles are no longer just going to be exiles. They're going to be wearing the garment of praise, and the, the, they'll have the crown, and they'll have the oil of joy. They'll have all of these things, and these oaks 
are now going to be the ones that are going to do the rebuilding. The exiles are no longer exiles anymore, in other words. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore the places that are long devastated. And they will renew the ruined cities. You know I got to love that renew word, right? You know Renew Church is going to talk about how we're going to renew the ruined cities. I love that. Because sometimes we feel like, man, Miami is a ruined city. There's so much divisiveness. There's so many people here. This, it's such a, a, a broken place. And, and uh, we're, we, we kind of find ourselves like surrounded by people, but at the same time, completely isolated and alone. Have you ever felt that? Like just driving through the city and feeling like nobody even wants to even notice you. They're so busy looking at their phone or preoccupied with everything else going on in the world. Like we're surrounded by people and yet all alone. We want to be oaks of righteousness. We want to be a part of this rebuilding of the ancient ruins and restoring the places that are long devastated, devastated to renew the ruined cities, even the city that we live in right here in Miami-Dade County. These cities that have been devastated for generations. This, this defin, definition of an exile, what, what was the people uh, that had been exiled from Israel, from their homeland to Babylon, and even this definition of what I'm talking about, what I feel like sometimes we as as uh, the people of God are, that, that exile is to be forced away from one's home and unable to return. Maybe it's because of an enemy, maybe because we've been uh, captured or defeated or conquered, maybe we've been conquered by our own sin. Maybe it's because it's something that we've done to ourselves. Maybe it's because of the sin that has crept into our life that has overtaken us and has captured us and has taken our minds captive, taken our thoughts captive, and have exiled us into a place far from home, unable to return. In the Gospel of Luke, that very same past book that I, I read from earlier where Jesus says he's fulfilling that, that prophecy in Isaiah, Jesus tells the story of the prodigal son. Luke chapter 15, and, and I'm not going to read the entire story to you, but I, I just want to kind of give you a little bit of a summation of what that is. It's the story of this, this, this son that took his inheritance before his father passed away, and he said, Father, give me what's mine even before you die. In other words, he's saying to his father, Father, I wish you were dead. I don't care about you. I just want what you have for me. Give me what's mine and I'm going to go. And he went, and it says in the scripture, if you look in Luke 15, he went and he wasted his inheritance on wild living. And, and he was exiled to a, a foreign place, not his home. And he found himself without friends when, when he was without money. When he ran out of money, he ran out of friends. And, and he found himself feeding pigs, which in that culture, in that time, especially for the Jewish people, that is the most unclean and, and uh, you know, something that, that would be completely against and opposition to their religion. And he was feeding these pigs, and then all of a sudden he came to his senses as he was feeding the pigs and thinking to himself, man, I, I, I almost long for what these pigs are eating. He said, how many of my father's servants have food to eat and a roof over their head if only I would go back to my father and say, Father, if you would just give me 
an opportunity. I'll work for you. That's all I'm asking for. I don't need anything else. I don't deserve anything else. I'm in exile, but at least give me an opportunity to come and work and be one of your hired servants. So he comes to his senses. He leaves the pig pen. And and this is what it says in Luke 15, and I'll read these four verses to you. Verse 20. So he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son. He threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe. I'm I'm imagining this this best robe. I'm imagining the garment of praise from Isaiah. uh, And put it on him. Put a ring on his finger. I'm imagining the crown of beauty for ashes instead of your pigsty lifestyle. Like I'm giving you this ring on your finger and put sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it and let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. In other words, he was exiled by his own sin, by his own life and his own choices. But now he is back home. So they began to celebrate. I tell you that in this series, I tell you that as the wrap-up to Check Your Circle, because I really want you to understand what I said in the beginning. These small groups and, and, and what we want for you is, is not, small groups are not for people with free time. They're for people that want freedom. It's not for people that have all kinds of free time and that would say, oh, you know what? I can make time on a, on a Thursday at 7 o'clock to go join a women's group or a men's group or be a part of a, a Celebrate Recovery on Tuesday. No, it's not for the people that, that have the time that have free time, it's for people that want freedom. Does that make sense? Like, when you finally realize that you need this, you need this experience, you need some people that are going to be able to speak into your life, that are going to be able to walk with you, talk with you, hold you accountable, that are going to pray for you and support you, man, that's when you're going to find the freedom that you're looking for. That's when you're going to be able to return home That's when you're going to be able to to come away from that exiled living and be able to come home and be able to celebrate with your friends and your family, to receive beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, praise for despair. See, that's what God does, and that's what God wants to do. I brought this little... um, I call it a caterpillar house with me. And in it is, is some dirt and some leaves and some sticks. And, and it's the perfect house for one of those fuzzy little caterpillars. I don't have a caterpillar in here, just, just for full disclosure. But if I did and I had the holes in the top of the, the mason jar, I would be able to have this perfect little environment for that caterpillar. And um, maybe you've done this before. Maybe growing up you saw this or you, you experienced this personally. But you get to watch a miracle happen before your eyes. If you take a fuzzy little caterpillar and you put it in a jar like this 
and you wait over a period of time, that caterpillar begins to form a cocoon and begins to change before your very eyes. It's called metamorphosis. It's this transformation that happens where this creepy, crawly, fuzzy little worm becomes a beautiful winged creature. And if there was a, a cocoon in here, and if there was a caterpillar that was, was forming into a butterfly, what I would immediately do is I would remove the lid, I would take this off, and I would give that caterpillar the freedom to be able to be set free. To be able to, to leave the, the, the comfort of its little jar and its little caterpillar house, to be able to fly. And I bet you if I did have a caterpillar in this little house, if I did have it in this jar, and if, if it did form and if it did uh, go through the metamorphosis process, I bet you that butterfly would never return back to this jar. I bet you that it would never say, I wish I could go back into my old way and my old life and, and becoming just a creepy, crawly caterpillar anymore. Why do I share that with you? Because I think that's what happens in small groups. I think that's what happens when you begin to do life with some other people that you begin to walk with and they begin to help you see the, the things that you need to work on and help you to, to grow and to stretch and to, to uh, flex your muscles in ways that you've never flexed them to, before, to, to become everything that God created you to be, to metamorphosize, if that's the word, from where you were to what God wants you to go. And if you do it, if you experience it, I bet you that you'll never say, man, I wish I could have that time back. Man, I wish I could go back to sitting on my couch by myself, living in this exile that I called my existence and, and being the type of person that I was. If you really do go through a ministry group or a, a small group or some kind of an opportunity to, to, to have iron sharpen iron and really like speak into one another's life, I bet you you would never say, wow, I wish I could have that time back or I wish I could go back to my old life because you discover what God had intended for your life. You discover your real purpose. You discover the wings that you have to fly and be free. And it makes all the difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of everyone around you. John chapter 8, verse 36 says, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Man, it's my prayer. It's my hope that in this sermon series and, and uh, even going forward over the next uh, several weeks as we go into a series on, on mind monsters and, and some of the different things we're going to be talking about, it's my heart, it's my hope, it's my prayer that you'll experience the freedom the gospel is talking about right here and right now. If you don't have that freedom, I want to encourage you, take a next step. 
jump into one of our small groups. Become a part of a group of people that can help you deal with whatever your hurts, your habits, your hang-ups are. Maybe, maybe it's something in your past, something that you were struggling with. I, I shared last week how, how I, I discovered some of my, my forgiveness and unforgiveness for some things that happened to me when I was uh, a seventh grade kid and still remembering the bully in my church at the time that had picked on me and made me feel like I was unwanted and unworthy. And that small group has helped me to find forgiveness and be set free. Man, I don't know what your stuff is. It could be much worse. It could be much greater. But whatever it is, God wants to set you free. God wants you to experience the freedom that only comes in knowing Jesus and experiencing that relationship and walking with other people that will help you to grow and stretch and come out of the life and the lifestyle that you were in. To move from being an exile to becoming an oak of righteousness. Man, let's do that together. Let's rebuild. Let's restore. And let's renew these ruined cities. Thanks so much for tuning in to Renew Church online today. Man, if God is speaking to you in this message the very first step would always be, I would say, is, is to make sure that you take that first step in your relationship with Jesus. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I would encourage you to even make that decision today. It's, it's as simple as saying yes to God, to turn from your sin, and do as the prodigal did and say, I'm going home. I'm going back to my heavenly Father and asking him to uh, receive me. And guess what he does? He celebrates you. He gives you the robe. He gives you the ring on your finger. He identifies you as his own. He doesn't make you one of his hired servants. He doesn't make you a slave. He sets you free so that you can be part of the family of God. If you want to do that today, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer after me. And you can repeat it after me as I pray it uh, wherever you're at. And then if you want to take a next step, we'd encourage you to uh, let us know. And, and there's some links there on our website. And you can uh, let us know that you made a decision. And we would love to get a Bible to you or help you take some next steps in your walk with Jesus. Will you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. I thank you for today. I thank you for uh, those that are tuning in to Renew Church Online today. God, I Thank you especially for the person or persons that you're speaking to about their personal walk with you and the way in which that you're calling them to a life of freedom, to leave their past and to leave the exile of maybe sin or, or uh, unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever that thing is to be set free. God, if there's sin in their life and they haven't uh, surrendered it to you, I pray that they would just pray this simple prayer, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and make me a brand new creation in Christ. Today, I declare you as my Lord and Savior. And from this day forward, I choose to follow you all the days of my life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, if you made that decision today, I want to congratulate you. I want to celebrate with you. I'd love to hear from you. And there are ways that you can reach out to us and that message will get directly to me. And I'd love to talk to you about your next steps. One of those steps would be joining a small group, becoming a part of a group of people that would help you in a healthy circle to grow 
and become more uh, uh, aligned with what God's will and his perfect plan is for your life. Thanks so much for tuning in to Renew Church Online. Looking forward to what's happening next week through Mind Monster. Don't miss it. Invite somebody to join you, and we'll see you next week. God bless.